Hello, JRPG fans. It is I, James Fisher. We are back for yet another JRPG Report podcast. This is episode 51. And man, I've got a jam-packed podcast for you guys today. The computer's got like 20 tabs open on it. i got a ton of stories to go through. We're going to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 a little bit. I'm going to save that towards the end of the podcast. But uh, first and foremost, even if she's not listening, I do want to wish my wife a very happy birthday. Hopefully we'll get to celebrate with some cake and fun here in just a little bit. But um, we want to do just a quick hit, a preemptive strike, and have an opening question that comes from the Facebook page. You can check it out and join our community at the JRPG Report. Uh, This one comes in from Dalton, and uh, he asks, How did you enjoy the gummy ship aspect of Kingdom Hearts 3? He says he really liked it. And um, I just tell him my reply is I said it may be my favorite part. Um, I always enjoyed the the uh, gummy ship parts before, and I think this is the best version of it. Um, not a complete um, open experience, but pretty much. I mean, it's kind of hard to fly up and down. But you can certainly fly all around, and there's lots to explore, uh, treasure spheres to open, and uh, lots of upgrades for your ship, and lots of customization. You can uh, spend a whole lot of time on that, so I thought they did a, a really cool job with the gummy ship, and it certainly added uh, some to the game. But we'll talk a lot more about Kingdom Hearts 3 Um in uh, just a little bit, I do want to mention there was one story that uh, Al Ray, and this was, um, I believe, even maybe a week ago, that Kingdom Hearts 3 shipments and digital sales had already topped $5 million. And I guess it's not really a, a big surprise that it's already so successful this soon after release. A lot of, a lot of fans have been waiting a long time for this one, so it was kind of cool to... Uh, see it already selling well um it is not surprisingly the fastest selling game in uh, the history of the series yeah this was back on the 5th of february so two weeks ago and is already at five million um i anticipate this when it's all said and done i uh, could add a couple million onto that um depending on how they how they go about it but Um, let's just, these are in no particular order. It's been a couple weeks since our last podcast. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of things to kind of fill you in on that have happened in, in the past few weeks. Of course, I've been playing as much Kingdom Hearts as I can, and I'm, I'm pretty near the end. So I will give you my, my kind of thoughts on that one, um, as we get closer, closer to it. Um, like I said, these are no particular order. It's certainly not chronological, but, uh, we'll just, we'll kind of, um, fly through them. Um, not exactly how to pronounce this one. It's called, uh, Morio Chronicle Hyper. It has been announced that it is coming to the West this spring. It's going to be exclusively on the, uh, Nintendo Switch on the eShop in North America and Europe. And they don't have a more firm, uh, release date, but it is 
just stated as spring at twenty nine ninety nine. Um if you pre order or get it at launch, they're saying it'll be a thirty percent discount, so I guess I'll knock it down to about twenty. Um this game came out from Idea Factory International on January thirty first. In Japan, uh, PC saw a release back in August 2017. This will be the enhanced version. So it's ID Factory. Um, you kind of what you get. This one looks more turn-based. I haven't seen a whole lot on it, and I guess we will a little bit more as it um, gets closer to a Western release. But you kind of know at least what you're getting <laughs> uh, character looks wise and perhaps even gameplay wise but it looks like an interesting title and uh the switch needs you know all the support that it can get these days there's a ton of of games coming out for the switch here this year um and this one's not jrpg related as i've stated before the legend of zelda is not a jrpg yes it comes from japan yes it has rpg elements but legend of zelda is an action game uh, but they did announce, and uh, this being my wife's birthday, it is only fitting that <laughs> we speak of her favorite Legend of Zelda, and that is Link's Awakening. And they announced that it is uh, getting a remake, um, only a 2019 release window on it. Um, so nothing uh, more concrete than that. But it looks pretty cool. There's There's been a little bit of divide already among fans as to the art direction. I'll leave that up to you and yours only to decide whether you like it or not. But I think it looks pretty cool. I mean, obviously it couldn't look like it did on the Game Boy. <laughs> that would not be a very good look to come out with in 2019. But um, she is super excited that it's coming to the Switch. And um, I am too because I never got to play it. So... Uh, let's see. Naham Falcom announced that it will be releasing Yi's Memories of Silsetta on Japan, uh, in Japan on PS4. Um, they'll add the word Kai to the end of it because, you know, that's what you do with these games. Uh, physically and digitally on May the 20, or I'm sorry, May 16th. Um, this game came out uh, back in 2012, so uh, PS4 getting at least no word yet um, on a western version that's what i would imagine so i I really don't see why we shouldn't uh get that one uh, eventually if they're going to re-release an old game why not release it um all over the place um speaking of falcom they are set to um come out with some new footage about yeez nine and also discuss the future of the Trail series. They're doing um, kind of a live stream event at the Dengeki Game Festival on March the 24th. And uh, this will be from uh, 5 o'clock, well, 1700 to 1830 Japan Standard Time. Uh, you, I haven't done the math, so I don't know what that means. And, of course, wherever you're at, that uh, that will depend. But maybe we'll know a little bit more uh, closer to the date. They'll go ahead and do the math for us and say when that's when that's coming up. So that's interesting to, to, to know, want to know where they're heading with uh, Trails after Part 4 eventually makes its way over here. 
<laughs> whenever that is of cold steel. But, um, this stage event will re- re- feature the results of the trails of cold steel, most popular characters poll and more. So that should be, that should be interesting. Uh, that's from uh, the Falcon president. So if, if he doesn't know where the series is headed, nobody does. Right. It'd be, it'd be nice that to know if they will continue support, um, for these, for these games. And, um, cause I, I love them and I cannot wait to get my hands on part three, hopefully this year. Um, tells of Def- Vesperia's definitive edition shipments had, uh, as of, uh, February 13th, they had already topped 500,000. So that's pretty good, um, for an older game. I, and that's, you know, could be a little bit more a week from now. Now this, uh, is roughly 17% of these sales figures from Japan. Um, so we got some work to do to catch up, but it's still still plenty of time. It's been on Japan a lot longer, so that kind of makes sense as well. But let's um, let's give it some time and see see what happens. Uh, we had a release date for Dragon Quest Builders Two. Um, this game looks more and more like <laughs> Dragon Ball with the kids. The kids' hair looks exactly like Super Saiyan Goku. That's crazy. Um, it will come out on PS4 and Switch on July 12th in North America and Europe. Um, of course, the PS4 version will be published by Square Enix. The Switch version will be published by Nintendo. This is a in the Dragon Quest II world. Looks to be there's some multiplayer aspects to it. Um, I, I got my hands on, I guess the demo and it was more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be, but still, uh, maybe not. I just, those Minecraft games just don't really do it for me. Um, if somebody gave me the game, I would play it, but that's probably, um, probably the extent of, or, you know, in a few years, if it went on super sale, that's probably it. We got some more information about uh, the Switch version of Dragon Quest Eleven. It will be out worldwide in the fall, uh, published by Nintendo. And this is going to be called the definitive version, even though it's on the Switch, so it can't be <laughs> it can't have a uh, graphical fidelity of the other systems. So, what is the difference? Remember when they first talked about Dragon Quest Eleven and there was going to be the ability to go between 2D and 3D. Well, that is, uh, that's going to be included on the Switch version. And I was so excited about that when they first announced it. Um, that alone, honestly, may, may entice me enough to pick it up. Um, those nostalgic 2D graphics, just that's a special place in my heart. And to be able to play this great game again in that uh, version would be um, would be pretty cool. I gotta be honest. Um, there's some new stories being added uh, for each. They say where each character becomes a protagonist and sets off on an adventure. 
I can see that being released as DLC um, for, you know, the PS4 version. I really hope so. If not, well, then it gives us more of a reason um, to play it. Now, this bit frustrates me. The definition, Definitive Edition is getting orchestra music added. The biggest gripe with Dragon Quest XI was the MIDI-inspired music. The Switch gets the orchestra version. Now, unless they come out with a free DLC for PS4 that allows you to now do this, I'm going to be a little upset, and I think gamers should be upset because that's something that really Dragon Quest has been known to do before. It's so much better. It's not even funny. Um, we will. I will wait and hold my judgment um, until this one comes out, and if that ends up being a uh, a free DLC or not. But in my mind, Square Enix needs to do the right thing and add that, <laughs> add that to them. Uh, sticking with Square Enix, uh, Tokyo RPG Factory has been hard at work on a new game, and excuse me, I hope that I can pronounce it correctly. I believe it's Anunnaki. It'll be out for the PS4, Switch, and PC. This one's um, this a little bit of the same look as the last two Lost Fear, and um, oh, I just drew a complete blank. Setsuna. Um, and it's more of an action RPG though. Um, it looks really cool. Um, I I suggest you guys, if you are interested to check out some of the videos for it, it will launch this summer and, um, players known as watchers in this game. Uh, I, I'm very interested. I want to see a little bit more of it before I kind of dive into it. Um, I don't blame them for going with more of an action battle system with kind of the top over overhead look to it. Um, I would have been more happy if it was another turn-based, but I guess they felt like they needed to needed to do something at least a little bit different with it. Um, not really terribly surprised. More Square Enix news. Uh, <laughs> We have release dates for Final Fantasy IX launch on Xbox and Switch. That's actually, um, it's out now. So if you were curious and wanted to play one of the best Final Fantasies, in my opinion, you can play it as of right now. Go out and get it. Don't wait. Final Fantasy VII will come out on March the 26th. So... You might have to wait just a little bit uh, longer for that one. But we are waiting for that one forever, the remake. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's cool stuff. That Final Fantasy IX, man, what a perfect title to play on the Switch. That would, uh, what a, those games were just scream to be, um, you know, played on a portable, portable version. Uh, 
actually, I had this article pulled up, and it kind of falls back to what I was uh, just talking about. Um, that they this came out the day after they announced the definitive version coming out, and um, Square Enix is undecided on whether or not to release um, the update or downloadable content for PS4. Uh, doesn't change what I just said, but certainly they didn't say no, I guess. But again, that is something that they really, they really need to do. That would be, that would be the right thing. Absolutely. Uh, let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about uh, a new Kickstarter campaign has started. It's a 16-bit Japanese role-playing game inspired game called Chain Echoes. Um, it looks really cool. Um, classic turn-based combat in the uh, screenshot that they have included. You can see a turn order up in the top right hand corner a giant octopus so really um and that makes you think of uh, final fantasy sixes fight against the giant octopus or other classic final fantasies maybe the croc and battle in in uh final fantasy 4 now the characters are on the left side of the screen um and the enemy is on the right that's really the only difference uh, really cool graphical style look to it um, they are seeking approximately $70,000 in US funding um, with an eye towards a release in 2021 so very very early in the process um, but I mean that's not a lot of money in Kickstarter in order to uh, produce a game so if it's if it keeps this look and it's got a good story to it, this could be one to keep uh, on the very long term uh, radar. Kind of a weird story, I thought. Um, Nino Kuni is being made into a movie, and uh, anime will be out in Japan sometime this year. No word whether it'll come. Um, west or not but it's it's just an it seemed very odd to me so level five is making this movie as well um so we go back nino kuni one works with studio ghibli on that direction ghibli's not involved with nino kuni two could be of course known for great Japanese animated movies. And now, almost full circle, you have <laughs> Level 5 making an animated movie about a game, at least partially based off of and inspired by <laughs> Japanese movie. It's it's an odd turn of events, I gotta say. Um, apparently, it is a new, um, new story. Um either after or before, I guess after or before the events of, um, of the games it's still in that world, but not at least they haven't announced anything yet. That's, um, related to the games or, I mean, I'm sure you'll go to ding dong Dale at some point, but I, 
at least they haven't announced any characters that are going to be making cameos or anything like that. Um, two more release date uh, updates. We are getting Persona Q2 in the West in June, uh, specifically on June the 4th for the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, physically and digitally standard editions for thirty nine ninety nine. There is a Showtime Premium Edition for sixty nine ninety nine. So um, this is a pretty decent looking uh, special edition. You get, uh, of course, a copy of the game, a five inch Koromora plush. That was the uh, the dog character from three of them. Near the positive art book, four buttons, one for each of the four main protagonists. Um, and playing cards. This is called Persona Q2 New Cinema Labyrinth. Uh, you follow up to Persona Q Sadro Other Labyrinth. Crossovers, playable characters from the cast of Persona 3, 4, and 5, including the main female character from Persona 3 Portable. And uh, if you played that one, you could choose whether you wanted to be male or female. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool looking um, special edition. I'm not. It says the four main characters, so I guess that's the four. You know, each each of them plus the the female version of of part three. I've owned <laughs> I own this game, and I will be. Uh, I'll freely admit we don't know where my 3ds is. <laughs> um, we took the trip to Nashville a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, my wife was looking. She's like, "Do you know where the 3DS is?" I was like, uh, "You were the last one to to have it with your Animal Crossing or whatever." And so it remains. Um, don't know where it is. <laughs> have no clue. It's hopefully it's somewhere's in the house, but it's not here. And that's a little, little troublesome. Uh, to say the least. Uh, we have a release date for Atelier Lulula. It is coming west in the in the May in May, um, May twenty fourth in Europe, May twenty first in North America. Um, we also got some information about some returning characters. Uh, let's see here. I feel like I saw this one before. Anyway, you, you should expect tons of returning characters in this con in this game as it's going back to Ireland. Um, Luna is the daughter of Verona, which I previously did not realize that. So I would have to imagine almost everybody's going to be back in one shape or form for this one. And uh, it certainly has uh, has my attention. Coming out for the PC, PS4, and the Switch. So, got a ways to wait for that one. But I would say by May, I'll be ready for uh, for a new JRPG, to say the least. Lastly, Fire Emblem Three Houses launches July the 26th. And of course, that's exclusively for the Switch. Um... In addition to the standard edition, a Seasons of Warfare edition, including a copy of the game, steelbook case, sound selection CD, 2020 calendar, art book, and special packaging will also be available. I don't have a price on any of that. This game, you know, 
I'll be honest, the only Fire Emblem game I played was the mobile version one, and I enjoyed it just fine. Um, this game looks pretty cool. I've never been one for strategy games, but I guess where you can kind of zoom in on the action with this one and really see the troops fighting each other has me kind of intrigued. And the graphics look awesome. Um, I definitely want to... Um, I think I want to check it out. We we will see if... Uh, it, it's I'm not going to say it's a day one purchase for me. But it's certainly one that I would uh, maybe get down the road. So the last story I want to kind of tie in to a question I neglected to answer um, last month. And uh, I do apologize for that. Sorry, Hans. I completely missed, missed your question. But we can talk about it right now. And he says, we're all fans of the big IPs, i.e. Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, etc. I throw Persona in there as well. Don't you feel it's time for a next major AAA JRPG? We've been seeing on the same IPs for close to 30 years now. I couldn't agree more. And I will answer this question in my next couple of topics that we're going to be talking about um i think first and foremost i think we are starting to see what i hope is the next triple a series of games developed with the trails of cold steel i think it has all the makings of one now of course this is not a new um ip at all trails has been around for for quite a while but in terms of I think it's finally getting the full production value with these new systems. Um, I think it's gaining a popularity to where it could be considered up in that tier. Um, maybe approaching like the tails level, um, fire emblem, you know, that, that type of a new one. Um, we'll wait and see how sales are on that, but I think it has the makings up now. The game I want to talk about that may answer that question just from something that's brand new and um, just a shot in the dark, but one that I have a lot of hope for is Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. It, I just have this feeling, I guess, when I see the game that like, man... That looks like it's got a lot of polish to it. It looks like they pay attention to the details. The action battle system looks fresh enough and intriguing enough. It's got the party. Um, It's got this fantasy look with the airships and the towns. And just a brand new developer, you know, right? Um side games has not been around that long maybe they're on the cusp of doing something great i don't know i just and we'll this is purely just a guess um but yeah i i feel like it is high time for some new blood in the jrpg community i've i still think that we need to honor the past and have these series continue on in a quality fashion not just resting on the name 
and putting out another title. Um, but that's that's I'll hold off on that thought for just a moment and get to my last bit of news. And this is probably old news by now, but we've not talked about it. That for Grand Blue Fantasy, Platinum Games is no longer working on it. Um, and what without knowing anything more and haven't seen anything more on this, it looked like pure and simple their contract ran out. That they were hired, let's say it was a one-year contract, right? Well, when that time is up, either you have to sign a new contract with them or you you stop working. And maybe what the impression I... this Okay, this is looking at the rose-colored glasses, right? The game's far enough along. Side games can handle the rest of it internally. Maybe Platinum was more of a teacher in the process to this new developer, showing them how to do it, developing this new talent. Platinum has a lot of different projects going on that maybe this was one more than they could go to. Maybe Cy couldn't really afford to sign them to another long contract, didn't want to you know, spend another year developing this. Or you could look at the opposite way and say, oh no, <laughs> this game is, is heading in a very bad direction and without Platinum Games, it'll be no good. Well, Platinum Games also made that last Ninja Turtles game from front to end and even as a giant Ninja Turtles fan, I kind of didn't like it at all. I even, I mean, I bought it day one and and got through three or four stages before I couldn't play it anymore. So just because platinum has their name on, doesn't mean it's solid gold. Okay. So I, that's, I guess, honestly, because of that experience, I'm, I'm choosing to look at this from that. This is just a business business is business, right? And this was a business thing. Um, platinum games certainly didn't come out and say, huh, they, they're just horrible to work with. And, and, uh, we hope that the game feels miserably. No, they said we've been working with them in co-development of the game and announced our contract has come to an end, right? Development will continue, but will be handled by Psy Games. They express their thanks to everyone who has shown interest in the project and asked the game support should continue as this production continues forward. Psy Games kind of said, you know, the same thing. Thank them for their help and that, um, that they look forward to meeting everyone's expectations. The last video that I saw of this was like in a cavern with like wind blowing through it and the characters looking alive with the wind blowing through their hair and their clothes and the grass around them. Those are the type of details that you don't think about, but that's what makes a great game. Those immersive qualities that feels like you're on an epic adventure. So, yeah, maybe it kind of stinks, but maybe it's just a part of part of the way it goes. So, Hans, I hope that kind of answers your question. Um, that's my hope um, that this one turns out to be maybe that first uh, step in a new IP. We don't know. But if not, I have full faith that uh, Trails of Cold Steel and I guess we'll learn about the fate of the rest of the series. You know, we already had Trails of the Sky, now Cold Steel. It's going, I'm sure, go on to the next one, and hopefully it'll be even better, right? 
Um, maybe that's the new IP that we've been looking for. That's all the news I have. Um, so, Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying it. I've been playing it for a few weeks now since it's came out. Um, I guess I'm almost at the end. I've been extremely busy with work here lately and just haven't had a whole lot of time to put into trying to get it 100% beat. But I think I can say without spoiling anything that I'm done with all the worlds. Um, at least as far as I can tell. I think I'm on the last battle. They They mentioned that it was the last battle that that we were heading into the last world every disney world that i've been to was announced and shown i'm really disappointed about that i kind of feel like they didn't need to do that it would have been nice to have <laughs> a surprise or two world did they have to show all of them it's a bit disappointing that there was no, there was nothing new. Like, I guess I can, I can say the world that I'm on now is not a Disney world and it's new and it's fresh and it's exciting, but I'm, I guess you can almost hear it in my voice. I'm not over the moon <laughs> about kingdom hearts three. It has gotten universal praise as far as I can tell. I just read the Game Informer um, review for it the other day. They gave it a 9.5. Um, on the surface, it looks great. It plays great. Um, it's fun. It's certainly fun. On the other side, it's repetitive. You really you don't get this like feeling of progression. Okay, there's no need to grind. Like, you just fight the enemies as you go through the world. You level up, but you can't tell that you're leveling up. You get some new abilities. Your spells get a little stronger. You open up an accessory or an armor slot. Um, you can make your uh, weapons stronger. Um, and all the keyblades, by the way, look like they couldn't cut like uh, a moldy tomato. I mean, they look like they, <laughs> they would hurt if you hit them over the head with it, but they certainly aren't anything sharp to cut through anything. It's, I just think it's humorous. I think it was cool that they used a different keyblade from each of the worlds and make it kind of unique, but they don't look very um, practical for carrying into battle, especially if you're used to, you know, sharp swords and spears and axes and all that stuff. Uh, there's only a handful of weapons and thank goodness they show them like each time you get a new weapon for you or Donald or Goofy, they show them and they're, they're using them in the cutscenes. That's cool. But I think, I mean, there may be, there's less than 10 I'd say for each one. Um, so I guess I'm just, I'm a little disappointed. Like I said, I was very disappointed there weren't any new worlds. You kind of just go through the motions. Um, it's a giant Disney movie advertisement. And I love Disney. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, and it was cool going to those worlds, but like as a parent of a five-year-old daughter, I've seen frozen more times than I care to mention. And it was the exact plot of the movie. They did a little bit different with, uh, Oh, marshmallow. Yeah. The giant ice guy that was, they strayed from the, from the movie for a nanosecond with him. But other than that, it's the exact plot. Um, I've not seen Toy Story was new. That was kind of cool. They um, they built off of Monsters Inc. a little bit. Pirates had a lot of the plots from the movie in it. Um, it was cool in Pirates. That, uh, Pirates is probably my favorite level. I'll say that it looked really cool. I liked how like photorealistic that it looked. But by far my biggest gripe. Okay, not not by far, but there's two major gripes I have with it. The story is completely insane. And and not in a good way, but in a way that it's... And they have the things you can go back and read it. But it's called Kingdom Hearts 3. So, in my mind, you know, I played 1, I played 2, and now there's 3. The game really, really wants you to have played every single Kingdom Hearts game. In order to care about what's going on in the story and to really know what's going on in the story. And I just never played those games. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I didn't play those. And I know there's a lot of people that did. And they're going to get a lot more out of the story than I did. But I just kind of felt, you know, you beat a world, you put your controller down for 30 minutes of cutscenes and story that you just, it's impossible to keep up with. Only now am I starting to understand what's going on and has been going on. So that part, you know, that great JRPG to me has an enthralling story, characters that you love and really care about. Um, the battle system fits the bill. It's fun, but it, like I said, it's a little repetitive um, in my opinion. I'm sure there's a lot of people that disagree with that, and that's okay because you're allowed to have different opinions. If we all have the same opinions, life would be pretty boring. But I think for me, my initial draw to Kingdom Hearts was Final Fantasy. <laughs> and being able to have those characters alongside with you and, and being in, in kind of that weird Disney world meets um, Final Fantasy. It's gone. Like, there's a giant cactar, and yeah, the spell names are the same, and there's moogles. There's no characters. There, if there are, I've not seen them yet, or it's a separate branch down some road I've not been down before. But the final fantasy part is is gone from all intents and purposes and that's sad to me because i really really thought that was cool about the first one in particular so i'm disappointed about that the game leaves me wanting a lot more to it like um the first couple times you do a disney ride attack as i call it uh with the carousel or a splash run or the giant pirate ship it's cool 
after about the fourth or fifth time, it gets pretty old, and you really do need to use them in order to, to hit large numbers of energy, enemies at the same time. Um, it it kind of gets old. The D links that you can summon the different characters on. I did Ralph, and like I did uh, Ariel. They seem kind of useless. Maybe I'm just maybe I just didn't get it. Maybe I did it wrong or something. But those seem kind of like a complete waste of time. Um, I I don't care for Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> and I couldn't stand that level. And if that's a, a spoiler for you, it says Winnie the Pooh at the very beginning of the game. If you notice in the credits, blah blah blah, created Winnie the Pooh. So you kind of figured that game was going to be back in it. Um. Yeah, hating on Winnie the Pooh. That's a good podcast. And I don't want to make it thing like it's all negative. Like, I'd give the game an 8. But when you wait 10 years for a game and then it doesn't blow you away, you have to be disappointed. I think this was very similar with... Let's talk about the last four releases that were kind of big like this, right? So you got this one. A little disappointed. You have Final Fantasy fifteen. We waited forever for that. More than a little disappointed, but that was more from what they changed rather than from what they didn't change. But then you had the flip side, right? Dragon Quest Eleven and Persona 5 both either met or exceeded my expectations completely, and there were long waits for those titles as well. So it's not just like I my expectations can't be met because it's been so long since this game came out. I'm just being honest with you guys, and I think that's what you've expected from me from all this time. And I hate to be like that. I really do. Because I stopped playing Tales of Vesperia to play this game, and I kind of regret that now. Like, I really want to kind of just get done with Kingdom Hearts so I can get back to Tales because that story kind of had me enthralled. And I, at least for me, and I think a lot of other people, JRPGs are about great stories great characters, a cool battle system, progression, uh, you know, endless fights, you know, that type of deal, the worlds that we can get lost in. And maybe because it goes to so many different worlds, you can't get attached to them. I don't know. I just, I'm so glad that it's selling well, and I'm so glad that lots of people liked it, but it's not going to be a game that I'm going to be playing again probably anytime soon. And that's okay, because at least 5 million people seem to really <laughs> have enjoyed it and are liking it, and I know a lot of you guys are too, and that's great. Um, keep on enjoying it, for sure. So, that kind of wraps up all my thoughts and uh, ideas here. Um, if you guys have any ideas and thoughts, please head over to the JRPG Facebook page. Um, when I post this uh, podcast, it'll have a link on there, and you can kind of tell me your thoughts. You know, after listening to this one, and if you agree or disagree with me, that's that's what it's all about. It's having open discussions, and maybe you can enlighten me onto some of the things that I've missed, and you know, vice versa. But we have a a great community over there that's always uh, talking about cool stuff. So please get over the get over there and, and help it out. And if you got a uh, you'd like to actually call in and have a voice question for the podcast, you can do that as well. Uh, Anchor app 
on your phone, send me a message and I'll put it in the podcast and and try to answer it as best I can. But that's all I got for today. Um, I knew it was going to be kind of a longer podcast, but not too long. Um, we'll, we'll get out here about 45 minutes or so. So until next time, guys, I, uh, I wish that uh, you can get out there and enjoy your JPGs as much as I do. But until then, get back out there and level up. <laughs>